Civil danger warning. A disaster of unknown type has occurred. Normal programming has been suspended. Gary. Gary, have you plugged it in? This is not a test. Okay, let's get going. This is Free Yorkshire Radio. Hello and welcome to Free Yorkshire Radio. Gary has actually managed to buy a canister of gas on the black market and he's fitted it to our generator. Gary, how much did you pay for it, by the way? Oh, that's why you're on crutches. Yeah, yeah, it'll probably grow back. Anyway, we should now have enough power for our show. My name, of course, is Lloyd Becklesnip, and we'll be bringing you all the latest government-approved news and stories from the glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire, the mightiest of the many new nation-states that, several decades ago, emerged from the troubled era that was early 21st century Britain. And today's episode is coming to you directly from the Swamp Mongrel Derby, the most important event in the glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire's sporting calendar. We'll have commentary on the race itself, interviews with racers and riders, and even some trend spotting from fashion consultant Figgy Lafleur. But first, here's our special government-approved guide on how to bet on this year's race. To bet on a winner, just place your credits on the nose. To increase your chances, you can place a bet each way, meaning you'll win if the rider wins or places, but your odds will be lower. To bet on how many arms or legs a rider will finish the race with, just ask for the limbo odds. If you're feeling bloody lucky, you can win big by estimating the total volume of blood that gets spilled during the race. If you want to guess in which order the riders lose their grip on their sanity, just ask to place an order of disorder bet. And of course, there's also the shotgun lottery on which you get to bet on whether the doctors wielding the shotgun will actually manage to finish off any mortally wounded swamp mongrels or if their swamp mongrel will claim one final victim. And finally, for the kids, they get to pick which swamp mongrel had the prettiest pigtail bows. Always a heartwarming way to finish off your round of betting. And now, to preview the big race and the other events featured today, I had a chat with Buki Everest Cashman III and Derby Administrator Winston Thistletome. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. And I'm here at the course itself, soaking up the atmosphere, and I'm delighted to say I've got a couple of the key figures with me, and they're going to give us a rundown of today's events, what we should keep an eye out for, and any other factors we might need to take into account in order to make sure we leave the event unscathed. I have with me one of the course bookies, an old veteran of the trade, Mr. Avarice oh, Cashman oh, oh, III. Oh, Lloyd, let me stop you there. Less of the old son. Less of the old. Okay. Now, I just took from the long grey hair and the stick. Is that... Uh, it's all part of the image to get trust with our public. Daddy, he looks old to me. He looks very ancient. Shut up, kid. As you can see, all the punters are getting involved here. A lot of jokers around. I mean, it's that kind of day, Lloyd. It's that kind of day. I mean, what a fine, sunny day for this fantastic event. Since I'm here with Winston, I'd like to congratulate him on putting on such an amazing day. Yes, for our listeners, just to introduce him, we have Winston Thistletome, the official Derby administrator. So he is in charge of the race, in charge of putting it all together. Oh, you could just call me Winston, or you can mention that I'm the captain, the race captain. So your race captain, is that hat an official insignia of your rank? Am I meant to salute you? No, fist bump is fine. Okay. 
casual fist bumps. I'm down with that. So, gentlemen, the buzz is palpable. Yep, yep. People are betting fortunes. There's going to be people made and broken by today's events. Take a wonder on it. Take a wonder on it, son. Oh, we don't want to keep you from your business for too long, but if you can just give us a little preview of what we can expect from today's race. We've got old riders coming back, returning champions and new challengers. What's the form looking like today? Well, as you can see from the board behind me, it's obviously electronic and digital nowadays. <laughs> I remember when I used... Anyway, I don't want to go on about that. I'm not old at all. What we've got here, we've got Jonty coming back to ride the favourite. And I think if Jonty wins on Old Maggot, I'm in trouble. Oh, right. Been heavily backed, has he? And, and you mentioned there, of course, Jonty as the rider. I mean, they're called riders, but they don't really ride them. They're more dragged behind them. Yeah, I mean, survival is a big part of it. I mean, going back in the day, there used to be a race called the Grand National, which was up in Liverpool, a very posh part of the world. That was quite some time ago, before Liverpool was bombed. True, true. Well, once you get up in the world, people get jealous. And many riders and bushes and horses died, and the public loved it. Well, it would have been quite the barbecue, I think. Nothing like a horse plank steak. Vive la différence. Mummy, are we going to go to the festival afterwards for some mongrel? I want to try mongrel. I think I'm old enough now. Yes, dear. We're going to hear one of the children here getting excited about the post-event barbecue, which is, of course, one of the, the major events because not all the mongrels make it and under government orders, we're not allowed to waste anything. Yeah, it's the wheel of life, the circle of fortune, Mufasa. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we should get on with the race. What is the first race of the day, actually, Everest? We have the derby as the blue ribbon event later, but what's the early event? We've got the Nettle Handicap. Mm-hmm sponsored by, uh, funny enough, uh, Winston's company, which I think is very um, <clears throat> interesting. All right, so you have an interest in this race, Winston. Is it your nettle farm that's sponsoring this one? Well, of course, we make the healthiest nettles. And obviously with the nettle handicap, it is quite a handicap for the swamp mongrels and riders to be encased in nettle trousers effectively it's a nettle suit so that makes it quite an interesting spectacle yeah it wouldn't be a handicap without the nettle suits i can tell you to be honest we've got everyone at five to one and no one really cares who wins it's a nettle fashion extravaganza your side promoting your nettle suit i got one last year and gave it to the wife did you go for the double-breasted three-piece well, in the wife's case, it's the three-breasted. Oh, I see. She's from Scunthorpe, then. Yes, yeah. Near the Radiation Lake. It's a community service. Yes, it's a community service with a very small profit attached. Okay, so you're giving back to the community and the profits that you may generate from this are just a kind of additional feature. Yes, of course, Lloyd. And I'd just like to put up a sign so that everyone can see where they can get theirs at home. Yeah, well, you've got all the riders are emblazoned in your family's name. It's Thistle Tomes, Nettles, Food, Suits and other sundries. So it's quite the little side hustle you've got going on here. I don't like to say it's a hustle. I'd say more of it's a hobby. If you look up now, you'll see the plane flying over with an announcement. Uh, oh, yeah. That's very impressive, though. Look at that. It's announcing the opening of your new branches next week and offering 10% off to all the listeners here. It's quite the deal. You've thought of everything, Winston. Yes, thank you. 
So uh, after that one, we've got the 135. Excuse me, Avarice, before you go on, if I could just mention our matching cravats. Okay, the thistle cravats that go with the nettle suits. I believe they're a lovely fashion statement, male or female. Okay, we've mentioned that now, Winston. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. What a fascinating chat that was, and we'll hear more from Everest and Winston later. But as we all know, the Swamp Mongrel Grand National isn't just about the racing. It's a social event slash fashion show slash celebrity spotting fest. And to guide us through this year's sartorial trends and tragedies, we've roped in fashion consultant Figgy Lefleur to give us the lowdown on the posh gowns. Well, yes, thank you, Lloyd. Figgy <laughs> here, Figgy there, Figgy everywhere. Now, come along with me. We are going to see some absolutely amazing get-up. Oh, look at this one. There's two people dressed identical. I wonder who they are. Hello. Hello, boys. Hi, boys. Hello. Hello. Hello, I'm Frederick, and this is my brother, Frogrick. Oh, Frederick and Frogrick, how wonderful. Now, why are you dressed identically? We were sponsored by Thistletome Nettle Company to wear these double-breasted nettle suits. Isn't that right, Frederick? That's correct, Frederick. Right, well, obviously, we're very impartial here. We mustn't take any... Oh, thank you very much, <clears throat> Lovely. Yes, well, what fine nettle suits. Now... Do they tickle? They definitely more than tickle, don't they, Frederick? They're quite hugging. Yeah, they're very hugging. We have to monitor our body temperatures constantly to make sure we don't overheat. I mean, in in many ways, this is the cost of fashion. Here we are, dressed fabulous, looking fabulous, feeling very green and nettly, but there's pain. There's pain. We're certainly suffering for our art. I can feel the sweat dripping down. I was wondering about that puddle. (laughs) I didn't want to say anything. (laughs) Frederick, let me pat your head. Do you need some moisture? Maybe if I just shake some sweat onto you, that'll cool you down. Yes, I'll just move along. Fabulous to see you boys. And long may those nettle suits tickle your throat. (laughs) Right, so we're going to leave the stands now. And we're going up. The royal enclosure. Oh, yes. Oh, Figgy Lafleur has access to everyone. Hello, Figgy. Oh, hello, sir. <laughs> hello. And your gorgeous uh, uh, partner, Mistress. <laughs> Bought and paid for. Lovely, lovely. Okay, right. So, you are dressed in the Yorkshire colours, demonstrating. Almost a regal kind of look and feel. Yes, of course, you wouldn't expect anything less, would you? I would expect some clothes of some kind. And I must admit, your bravery of getting it all out there is absolutely fantastic. These are just very short. Shorts, right, dear? Well, yes, and we have just come from a vigorous lovemaking session, haven't we, darling? <laughs> of course, yes. Yeah. Let me kiss your cheek. Mm. Oh, yes, lovely. I always give her an extra lick on the cheek. Yeah, yes, lovely. That's... He does, you know. Yeah, yes. Okay, uh, well, your highnesses, I will move along and wish you the very best day. Now, do you have a tip for the Derby? 
I wouldn't bet on Chonty because we had a wild session last night as well and I don't think he's going to recover from it at all. It's all coming out, people. Sorry, darling. You were aware of that, weren't you? you yes, I... You like it when I play the field. It makes me excited. Lovely. Why don't you tell him before he leaves about your lovely jewellery and how you use it? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> well, as you can see, I have this flattering pearl choker and it's ever so slightly tight. And the naughtier I behave, then the tighter the choker becomes. Lovely, lovely. Right, right. OK, well, listen. It's all consensual. And uh, no, no, sure it is. And, and I'm, I must move on. What we're doing now, this is all completely consensual. <laughs> Isn't it, darling? Okay. Oh, yes, dear. A, mm. What a pair. You enjoy the nettles. I enjoy the nettles quite a bit. Let's get a garden hose and hook it up to that oil behind you. Right, okay. Look, I must I must love you and leave you. I, I, will, I want to see what the young people are wearing to Let's go over to... Come back and join us in the splash pool, Figgy. But, bye! <laughs> Yo, what's up? You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. Always a delight to hear from the effervescent Figgy. There'll be more from him later, but now it's time to return to our chat with racecourse bookie Avarice Cashman III and race administrator Captain Winston Thistletome as we discuss the big race itself. Getting back to the Blue Ribbon event, we've got the Swamp Mongrel Derby. You've mentioned the favourite, Dunty, but are there any other challengers? And I'm keen to know about technique because they get dragged behind the Swamp Mongrel. But everyone's got their own technique. So who's coming up with the new approaches this year? Coming very close behind Jaunty is one-legged Larry because there's less drag. Well, I've heard as well, if the conditions are wet enough, he can kind of ski behind the... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mono-ski, obviously. Mono-ski. And is this within the rules, Winston? We've been looking into that, but I do believe that he just is on the line, and there's really not much I can do about that. Mm-hmm. We did have an issue with some of the other riders. Several were attempting to have their ears removed so there would be less head drag, and we had to put a stop to that. Headless Harry was, uh, that was one neck too far. One amputation too much, yes. I think you do need to be in possession of some brain matter when you cross the line in order to be declared an official rider. Yeah, I think that's a good rule that Winston's brought in there, that you have to actually have a head attached to the body. A little change from last year, but I think a, a good one all round. Are you expecting any more controversial disqualifications like we had last year with the Terrace sisters who genetically spliced themselves with a bat in order to gain some extra lift? We've had another problem with someone looking at <clears throat> having badger quills <clears throat> sewn into their skin and it does not qualify. Okay, because you did allow flying squirrel adaptation where someone loosened their skin between their arm and their torso such that they were getting a slight advantage. But once you start sewing in quills, that's a step too far as far as the rule makers are concerned. And the hedgehog population in this particular area is protected. Okay. That is true, actually. And I do remember running a book for the Hedgehog Hooray, as we used to call it. I don't understand why it was called the Hedgehog Hooray when so many hedgehogs died. Well, yeah, obviously, every time they died, all the crowd went hooray. You know, I don't write this stuff. But I think in the long run, that was probably a good decision to, to stop that. 
yes, there was a bit of hedgehog bloodlust spreading across the land. It's okay to cull a few to raise morale, but we don't want to be endangering the entire species. And so before we leave you, gentlemen, Avarice, have you any tips for us? I think we've got quite an interesting outsider in our main derby. And I don't like to give tips because <laughs> everyone bets on it, the price goes down, you know, and I make more money. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like to do this, obviously. But I think the pirate in court, as he's now called, <laughs> no names mentioned, <laughs> I think he could go very well on the, I think it's now fourth favourite, so it's 10 to 1. And I think we'll find that Thrall model Falcus has a very good chance and well worth sticking a few lollipops on. Okay, well, I'll make sure to take advantage of those tips and broadcast them after the race has gone out. Winston, Captain Winston, have you any final bon mots for our listeners? Sorry, you, you caught me. I was, I was putting a bet in. On, uh, yes, <clears throat> yes, it's going to be a lovely race and may the best rider win or not, as long as viewership is up. Yeah, no, as long as I make money, I think everyone's happy. Marvellous. Good to hear. The spirit of the race course is alive and well. Thank you very much for your time, gentlemen. This is Free Yorkshire Radio. Well, we've had a good preview of the race, but before we get to the main event, let's just check in with Figgy Lafleur again to see how he's getting on amongst the fads and the cads. So, uh, let's see what the young people do. Oh, look, look, there's a young man about town. Hello, what's your name? Hey man, names are so last year. I'm a feeling, I'm a vibe. I'm that feeling you get the first thing in the morning when you get out of bed. My name is now an emoji that you can't pronounce. Wonderful, wonderful, yes. You seem like you're not getting me, man. It's like your communication channels are blocked. <laughs> you're not tuning into my vibe. Yo, emoji man, why don't you tell him to flip off? Hey man. I'm not going to get all negative on him straight away. I'm just giving him fair warning. He needs to tune in. Back to life. Back to reality. <laughs> Someone once said. Mm. Hey, Figgy, come on. Join us in our fashion. Tell me, young man, what do you feel you represent? I represent the feelings of the young man. They're feeling oppressed. They're feeling beaten down, isn't that right, man? Is that why the all-black outfit is in play here? We're talking about the blackest censorship. It's real heavy. We don't want the government, you know, screening our thoughts anymore. Do they screen our thoughts? I hope not. <laughs> Otherwise, Figgy's in a lot of trouble. Hey, man, they're not cashing my chips. Yes. Um, no, no. Are there any chips around here? Do you know I haven't had chips for ages? <laughs> anyway, so your young friend, who are you? Bastion. Oh, Bastion, lovely, yes. As in the last Bastion. So Bastion, or can I call you Seth? How do you feel this event helps the young stay young? It's an outlet, man. It is, but I don't know if the young are in tune with the vibe of the Swamp Mongrel Derby. It seems like we're all racing around the course in circles. Where's the meaning, man? Where's the oomph? We can't just spend our lives running around in circles. 
wearing bits and nettle, chasing meaningless prizes. We've got to strive for significance. We've got to strive beyond what the government feeds us. Absolutely. Uh, and what about your handkerchief? That's from my father's estate. Oh! <laughs> I'll tell you about his handkerchief when I carve my name in your leg. Right. Okay. Is that a, is that a young thing? We're making a stand. We're going to mark ourselves. I mean, I've carved my name in several other people's legs. I will do it on my own leg eventually. I just haven't quite found the right moment to express that feeling, you know, that that vibe I was talking about. We are on the cutting edge. (laughs) You see what I've done there? (laughs) Yes, and we're on the cutting edge of fashion right here at the Derby Day. How fantastic. Well, it was lovely to meet you, boys. Uh, have a great event. Hi, <laughs> Wanker. Yeah, you got the vibes. Now, let's do a little scope of the enclosures. Oh, oh, we're in trouble. We are about to meet one of the doyens of fashion in Yorkshire, Mr. Barney Bothawick. Barney, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Now, I hear that you're going to be wearing something special for the actual derby, is that right? Yeah. Can you give us a clue? Oh, I could do, but then I'd spoil the surprise then, wouldn't I? Well, well, I know, but just between me and you, no one else will know. Come on, Barney, it's Figgy here. He's going to be wearing me. Damn it, you're going to spoil it. I'm a sentient suit. Oh, the world's first suit with AI, and I can't keep quiet about it any longer because I've been clinging to the back of this smelly oik for the last day and a half. Well, I haven't been able to bathe then, have I? My goodness, Barney. A sentient suit? That's well beyond my imagination, I can tell you. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I tell you what, it's beyond the imagination of most of the people here. I've only been sentient for a day and a half, but my IQ is going exponential as far as I'm concerned. You're all imbeciles. Yes, I mean, is a stroppy sentient suit a good thing? I'm going to challenge you, Barney, and say, is this right? In the long run, it's quite lovely, but in the short run, we have a problem, and I can't can't turn his voice off. Barney, Barney, you've got to shut up and let me talk. I've got a four-figure IQ. I can see time. I can understand Stephen Hawking. I've read The Brief History of Time, and I actually got it. You've got to let me loose. I could run this country. Let me whisper in your ear and you can be the new Prime Minister. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I mean, there was only one problem with Stephen Hawking. It was just always a great suit. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, seriously. I mean, what do you have to do to make an impression? Oh, I don't know, sit in the chair wear a great suit. I think not. Yeah, we've got Stephen Hawking with fashion sense. This is going to be the new force. We'll be unstoppable. Well, people, you've heard it here first. Sentient suits... By the way, Figgy, I've just scanned your body tissue. You've got about a week to live. Sorry to be the bearer of the bad news, but hey-ho. Well, what a week it'll be. What a week it'll be. We've met some fantastic characters and seen some amazing outfits. And we all look forward to a fabulous day's fashion and racing. Lloyd! Okay, it's time for the big race itself, and as the mongrels and riders approach the gate, we'll just run through the field one last time. And the favourite at two to one on is Vijazzle Me This, ridden by Jonty Devoid. Second favourite at evens is Hmm, ridden by Elspeth Manacle. 
Coming in at 5 to 2 is Putin's Skidmarked Underwear, ridden by Jessica Plunder. At pie to one, it's Howdy Stranger, ridden by Larry G. Tinfoil. Wayne Gretzky Hasn't Done the Dishes, ridden by Tamsin Flutstab III, comes in at five to one, as does Pirate in Court, ridden by Deander Bunting. Thrall Muddle Pulkus, ridden by Stewie Portion, comes in at ten to one. At twenty to one, we have A Pint of Bees, ridden by Jack Jock Kipperbang. Dick Johnson's Neighbour, ridden by Scoot McFlange, is a hundred to one outsider, as is My Cat's Slimy Hairball, ridden by Peter Perter Peterson, with the rest of the field at two hundred to one plus. Okay, we're under starter's orders, and they're off. Hing! Makes a terrific start by bursting ahead of the field, but she's been closely followed by Putin's skidmarked underwear, and Howdy Stranger is making an impression on the outside lane, with Bejazzle this leading the rest of the chasing bunch, and they come to the first fence, and... Oh my lord, Hing has been caught by the top layer of barbed wire and is out of this race, as is Elthus Manacle, whatever remains of her, that is. So that means that Putin's Skidmark underwear is now the new race leader, but they're being chased by Pirate in Court and Thrall Model Pulkis as they come to the water hazard. And... Oh, yep, no, the alligators have got Thrall Model Pulkis. Stewie Portion is being portioned out, so the field's round the corner at Devil's Bend with Vajazelmilis making a strong showing. He's pushing up the field and is now in the lead as Jaunty Devoid makes keen use of his whip, but rather surprisingly, he seems to be whipping his own posterior rather than the horses to each their own. Whatever works, Jaunty. But he's getting pushed hard by Wayne Gretzky hasn't done the dishes. Wayne Gretzky hasn't done the dishes is creeping up on the inside as they come to Beecher's Brookside and as they leap over there yes as traditional for the Brookside Fench several ex-lovers have come out to wreak revenge for their scorned love so Pint of Bees ridden by Jock Jack Kipperbang and Howdy Stranger have both fallen into that particular honey trap so as we're coming down the final straight, the Jazzle Me This is still going well. My Cat's Slimy Hairball, the rank outsider, is chasing them now, though, as they come towards the finish line. My Cat's Slimy Hairball is pushing the Jazzle Me This as the mongrels eye each other up. They're definitely going to start warring any minute as they approach with their mouths agape, fangs dripping, and... and... Oh, they've embraced... Now I think we might be seeing the formation of next year's Mongol Derby winner, but neither of these paramours will be winning this race. And as they roll around in the mud, Dick Johnson's neighbour cuts through on the inside to take a spectacular win. Dick Johnson's neighbour at 101, written by Scoot McFlange. Another exciting race comes to a close. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. Apparently, the price of gas has increased so much during the show, a black market racketeer has shown up claiming that Gary Nye owes him an arm as well. Whilst he negotiates that, we've just got time to head over to the winner's enclosure to grab a word with this year's champion rider, Scoot McFlange. And I'm very excited. The race has been run. It was a terrific race, full of incident. And I'm here at the winner's paddock and I have the winner of the race himself. It's a 100 to 1 outsider, Scoot McFlange, riding Dick Johnson's neighbour. Scoot, congratulations. Well, Lloyd, I'm absolutely flabbergasted. I mean, I never expected in a million years to win a race Oh, when I was 100 to 1, I mean, if I was like 50 to 1, I might, you know, give myself a little go. But 100 to 1, I mean, I... <laughs> 
It's a Cinderella story, so it is. And, and you no, really... No, it's not Cinderella. She, like, had two sisters, and then that awful witch come along. I haven't got a glass slipper. I just won the race. Well, yes, it's a turn of phrase scoot that's often used when an unlikely but joyous event happens. It's, uh, it's oi, called the Cinderella. Oi, this is a protest. Oh, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm the dark smear. I'm the dark smear. And I'm here to protest. What, what, what's going on then? Is this one of them surprise birthday things? Oi, like? <laughs> you and the Nikes, step aside. I, 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 have we got security anywhere? We're having an incident uh, in the no racing security. paddock. I've paid them all. I'm the dark smear, and I'm here to stop what you're doing to the swamp mongrels. How many riders did you lose this time? Well, I think we only lost, was it six? More than 50% of them made it home. Yeah, 50% of the riders didn't come home, did they? They all signed the waivers. They knew the risks. I'd just like to correct you, Dark Smear. I mean, none of us have gone home yet, you see, because we only just finished the race. Aye, and you're not going to go home, not with a little trophy or a medal or something, not from this. Well, well, I think I am. I mean, you know, look at that. Look at my cup. Yeah, I'll look at it, all right. Oh, I have it in my hand. He's grabbed the cup. He's grabbed the Swamp Mongrel Trophy, the venerated cup of previous winners. Dark Smear, you've crossed the line here. Not only have I grabbed the cup, but I've freed any of the Swamp Mongrels that were in cages. <sighs> yes, of course. Oh, no, don't be free of them now. They're in a terrible mood. They've just run the derby. They're going to run amok. And <laughs> they're hungry. They're going to eat some of the fat. Ow! This is all on you, Dark Smear. You've caused this chaos with your anarchic ways. Is this like one of them stagnants? Scoot, you know how to wrangle a swamp mongrel. Have you got anything to calm these wild beasts as they run amok around the enclosure? Well, I find a little tickle under the nose and lava. A little tickle's not going to help anything now because they're so riled up. They're baring teeth. They're hungry. I'm wearing my lavender aftershave, thankfully. And I've got a little one. Oh, yeah, it is working a little bit. Scoot. Yeah. And look, here's my sprig of lavender. Here we go. Here we go. Tickle, tickle. Now, McFlange, there's one attached to your thigh. Uh, that's me, old oh boy, that one is the winning lad. <laughs> hey, ah! oh, oh. No scoot, getting a little bit feisty there. He's making his way around. Oh, oh, oh. You're not to do that. Well, it's going to get your racing weight down, definitely, so you'll have an advantage in the next race. I was going to say bollocks, but they've gone. I'm the dark smear. And I vow to smear every race from now on in the darkest of fashions, as Dark Smear does. They're gathering around you as well now, Dark Smear. You've unleashed a fury that you can't control. Go on, boys! Go on! Oh, they're biting me! Help! Do it for Scoot. Come on, Dick Johnson's neighbor. Do it for Scoot. I think we might have seen off the threat, Scoot. Yeah, well, I think I might have to go to the hospital. Stay in the room, Scoot. Don't leave us. I might. He's bleeding quite heavily. 
At least it's slowing the swamp mongrels down. They're having difficulty getting traction in that amount of blood. Oh, there's a couple of them lapping it up. Oh. It looks like we might have a little bit of extra meat for the post-festival barbecue this year. There's going to be someone chowing down on a dark smear burger. Well, we might get a Scoop McFly side of ribs to go. Tell my mum. I loved her. <sighs> and that brings another year's spectacular Swamp Mongrel Derby to a close. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. Okay, gas prices have shot up again, so the racketeer has attached something called a soul harvester to Gary's chest, so I guess that's the end of another show. Cheerio, and until next time, may all your brews be strong, may all your puddings be fettled, and may all your swamp mongrels be radiation-free. Tara! Communications have been severely disrupted. Make sure you have food, water, and a battery-powered radio with you. This is not a test. Hi, thanks for listening. I'm Noel Curry, and this show featured Greg Filippi and JJ Hazen. You can find out more about these wonderful improvisers in the information section of this podcast, and you can follow the podcast on Facebook at Free York's Radio. We'll be back next month, but if you enjoyed this, then you know what to do. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review. Thanks. This is Free Yorkshire Radio.